This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with a 27-year-old woman who has never had sex before. We hear about why she's never had sex, what it's like to date as a virgin, how others judge her, and how she judges herself because of it. She shares her fears around losing her virginity and how our sex-obsessed media caused her to feel isolated. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to MindsetWellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date. And use code Seeing Other People at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. All right. And we are here. Welcome to Unfiltered. Thank you so much for being here. To start off, why don't you introduce yourself and what you're here to talk about? 
Uh, thank you for having me. Um, hi, I'm Anonymous, and I am here to talk about dating, living, existing as a 27-year-old virgin in New York City, um, and just what it's been like for me. Well, I am really excited to have you here for a lot of reasons, but I have to say when I posted on the Seeing Other People Instagram story that I was going to have somebody who is a 27-year-old female virgin on, and what questions do people have, the question box was flooded with messages of people being like, oh my God, same. And like people saying that like, oh my God, even just knowing that there's someone else out there makes me feel better. Um, and so I just want everyone who's listening to know, like if you are in the same boat, like you are not alone. And I'm really just looking forward to this conversation so we can kind of get rid of some of like the stigma around being a virgin, actually like talk about it um, and talk about why you decide to be a virgin and, and how that does impact your dating life or, or if you decided. So that is the first question that I want to start off with, because that's obviously on my mind and in everyone else's mind. Um, 27 years old. Are you saving yourself for marriage? Has it just never happened? Is it have you not tried or what is going on here? So it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything in some way. When I, I was raised Catholic and, um, I was, when I was taught about sex, I, I was told that it was to be saved for marriage. And I did take that to heart. And I, I mean, I went so far as to get a purity ring for myself when I was maybe 13 or 14. Um, but over time it's really evolved into, I just want it to be with someone I love. I kind of changed it over time. It was less for religious reasons and just I wanted it to be with someone I love and someone who cares about me. Um, and I guess what you don't think about when you're 14, 15, and then, I don't know, 18 deciding that it should be someone you love is like what happens if you don't fall in love at by like college or age 20 and then you know time passes and then there's a pandemic and then you're sitting there thinking oh wow I'm 27 and a virgin and that's kind of how it's happened so I'm not saving myself for marriage um I'd say it's more just saving myself for the right person mm -hmm. have you had opportunities to once you decided that you were no longer saving yourself for marriage. You took off your purity ring, um, as did the Jonas Brothers. Did <laughs> I couldn't not? I'm sorry, I couldn't not. Everyone was waiting for me to say something. Um, did yeah, like were there opportunities that you were like, okay, I could do this now. I'm not in my late 20s at this point. Like it would be a normal age for this to happen. But then, like you held yourself back because of whatever reason. Yeah, I think. Um there have definitely been like a variety, especially in college, definitely different opportunities. I would say the one that was probably the closest to being like a reality was, I guess, a friend with benefits. I don't really know exactly what I would call it, but somebody that I trusted and um, throughout college, you know, was with in some capacity. Um, there were many times where I thought like, I, I know that I care about him and I know he cares about me. We're not going to be in love or get married or be in a romantic relationship, but I trust him. And there were times where I thought maybe that would be the right decision, but something kind of just held me back. It was kind of like, well, I've waited this long for it to be like someone I care about in a different way. So 
I guess that always just, just stopped me. Yeah. Do you now knowing that it's however many years later and it still hasn't happened as part of you regret not going for it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do have, I mean, it wavers there, particularly when the pandemic began and stuck with us. And as you get older, you realize like how hard it is to meet someone and how hard that that falling in love or just meeting someone that you trust, even Mm -hmm. how hard that is in in like modern dating and dating in New York. And I'm sure every different location has its own issues. So there have been times where I've said to myself, like he was great. He wasn't like your person. He wasn't going to be your boyfriend, but he was great. And that would have been like, you know, just a good way to get it over with. Um, but then other times I'm like, I didn't know that I wouldn't meet the person. So it's kind of hard to judge your past self. I do it a lot, especially now thinking like, what if we like never get out of this? What if I don't meet someone? What if I become like, a literal like 40 year old version. (laughs) Um, so I, I do, I do regret it sometimes. Um, but I think me at that age made that decision for a reason. So I just have to kind of have faith in my former self. Yeah. And I love that. And if like, after all that time, like you still had your reasons for it and you wanted to wait for somebody who it felt right with and, and had it felt really right, then you would have done it. And so I, I get that because it's kind of like a it, it's a lose lose situation. It's like, had you done it, you maybe you would have been upset with yourself because it wasn't somebody who you're going to date. It wasn't the right person that you were hoping it would be. And it may have made it so much harder, whatever, whatever situation ship ended with him. Um, but at the same time, on the flip side of that, it's now knowing that it never happened. Um, it's like, well, maybe it would have just been easier And it would have made dating in general easier because I can imagine that being a virgin turns what's already a difficult time in modern dating into completely like another level of difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. Like next level difficult, I would say, especially because I'm not doing it for religious reasons. I think it makes it maybe just a little bit harder. Yeah. So tell me about that. Like, how has dating been for you? What has dating been like for you? And how has your virginity played a role in that? I think um, just as an overall thing, I think it's made me more self-conscious and more closed off thinking like, even if date one goes well, what if he finds this out and is like, absolutely not. Um, I've gone on dates with people. I've tried kind of different methods of like, when do I tell someone? Because there is no clear guide on like how you do that. I think the thing about when you do it for like religious reasons is maybe you both have an understanding that that's the case. Um, but, and then you also know to only date other people who are that have those religious values and morals. Yeah. So you know exactly what your dating pool should be. And there are ways to find those people. Right. And I do get from even even friends and just other p- people that know me, which is hard to say, like, go on Christian mingle or something. It's like, OK, but I don't actually specifically I, I don't want to limit myself to, to just that. And I also think like, well, what if, you know, a lot of times and I don't want to generalize it, but a lot of times Christianity um, at that level can be 
connected with more conservative viewpoints and I'm actually like a very liberal person and I don't need him to have waited. I just need him to respect my choice to wait. And I think that's hard. It's, it's like you have no idea what perspective they're coming in with. And I have had the experience of telling a guy at very different phases in the relationship. So like maybe after the first date, um, maybe before the first date, I have had more than one guy say, Okay, wait, let's let's back up. So let's start with before the first date when you tried that out. What happened? What was the situation here? Um, so it was a guy that I had been talking to back and forth on a dating app for a little while. Um, we moved over to text. I don't I wasn't living in New York City at, at the time. I was living um I was still in college and I um I think we we kind of both were in the city at the same time. And it was actually kind of a out of character thing for me, but we were Snapchatting from the same Yankee game and we just decided to meet up for the first time in person in the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> and we met and we hugged and we kissed like in Yankee Stadium and then went back to our respective seats. And That's I was like, kind of epic. I kind of was. It kind of <laughs> was like, one shit, of, was he the one? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, this was great. And I loved it. And I... I was like, oh, like, and that was actually like a, a good kiss and a good connective moment. And then we had planned on going on a date. And as we were texting about it, I was staying at my best friend's apartment in New York City and he was working and he kind of, you know, kept pushing it a little bit later. And I, I think I had told him while we were talking and he reacted very like, okay, like no pressure, like very nicely actually. So I really thought this was going well. And then he sort of started leading me to like, oh, you should just come to my apartment. Like I'm tired. And I was like, okay. Um, and then he, he kind of, ascent, well, no, he literally said like, I can be your first or like, I'll be your first, like almost like volunteering himself to like do something that like go somewhere no one else is like something like it was a, a task that he was taking on and it's just heartbreaking to to feel that it's it's first of all like what is your ego that you think that that I just nobody would would have sex with me right like, it's not like it's, it's not even just that it was a task that he would take on like he he was like well I'll I volunteer as tribute because nobody else has yeah and it's like I don't know. You're not that great. I don't know that you're that great. And the fact that you th think that and that's how you perceive it immediately just ruined everything. And I was like, uh, no, like it's, it's fine. Immediately now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was that one. And, um, you know, there have been guys, I guess, who have reacted in more of a, um, where like maybe I've told them after date one or something. I, I recall one guy in particular who, who just wanted more details about like, how far would I go with like what what did I mean by that like were, what were the limits of um the relationship or us dating like would I do other things with him and I mean while obviously on some level it feels like a little overwhelming to be like asked that when it kind of the answer really is like it probably depends on how I feel with you right but it it did make sense to me to be curious about it like I felt like he was asking respectfully at least but the um yeah, I, I do respect that. I feel like he was wondering what his boundaries were. 
Yeah, which is which is or what fine. your boundaries were for him to know what the boundaries were so that he didn't cross them. Right. Which given I know it's not like the most common thing right now, especially without like a religious tie, isn't totally unreasonable. But I do think that the like I'll, I'll do it, which I I actually over the pandemic matched with someone on a dating app Um and I, I kind of like, I didn't even tell him like I was, I was waiting or whatever. I just said something along the lines of like, not really, you know, trying to just have sex. And then maybe it led down that and he was like, oh, well, why? And then I, I said, like, I just, you know, I haven't, I'm waiting for the right person. And we were supposed to do like a, a virtual date and we actually did meet over FaceTime and, and then he was like, I, you should like come to my apartment. Like I'll, I'll be your first. And it's just like, okay, great. It, it seems like that's a thing that multiple people have said to you. Like they've either taken it on, like you said, like at, it's, they're like challenge accepted or they're like, Oh, well, like if it, it like it hasn't happened for you, like you, we can, you can do it with me where that's not the point. Like that's, if you're saying like, I just haven't, I haven't met the right person or I want to do it with somebody I feel like really comfortable with. And then these guys are saying back to you like, oh, well, like I'll do it. That's, they're missing the point. The point is that you want to get to know them and establish if you're comfortable with them, establish if there's a connection, a potential future. And so that's what is like kind of grinding my gears in a sense while hearing you explain these stories, because it's like, maybe these guys could have been like, the person you were waiting for or the person who was who you felt comfortable enough with, but you never even got to that point because of the way they reacted. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately I think that does say a lot about a person because even if it was something that you weren't willing to wait for, I think there are probably much more mature ways to handle that. Um, but it, it does, it does hurt because it feels like you can't even get past a certain point and genuinely don't know when I, I feel like, is there someone who can tell me when I'm supposed to, when is the right time to tell someone? I feel like I shouldn't wait until I'm, I'm like in your room with you and you think it's going to happen. So I, you know, want to prepare, but maybe, especially, you know, you listen to all these podcasts or everything in the media is just like, it kind of assumes that people are like having sex while dating, Mm -hmm. whether it's on the second date, some people may be like, give advice to like hold out to date three and it's like okay well it doesn't really leave room for people like myself it's almost like you're having sex or you're saving yourself from marriage and like dating within a religion and i'm just like i don't fit in either of those boxes you kind of just feel like there is no advice for you and you don't really know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I literally posted on Instagram today, like in high school, it was how long do we have to hold hands for before we have sex? And now it's how long do we have to have sex before we hold hands? And you're right. Like it just, everything out there does assume that everybody is doing it to some extent. And that has to be like so frustrating that I'm sure that has like a psychological impact on you too, where it makes you feel like, do I even belong in the dating world? Yeah, definitely. I I mean, there have been times where I've deleted every app, dropped out of it completely, not felt comfortable putting myself out there in any way because I feel like, okay, best case scenario, someone, you know, likes me in the beginning and then what we get to a point and they find this out and they're immediately like, no. 
And, and that's, that's scary because it's scary anyway, that, that fear of rejection, but then fear of rejection when it's not even about whether or not they like you or your personality, but just, you know, a decision you've made. And, you know, I would understand if it was like, well, I can't marry you without knowing if we're sexually compatible, but I'm, I'm not even really like, I'm not asking that. I'm just asking you to get to know me a little more first. Yeah. Have you tried going on like a second, third, fourth date without bringing it up? Has that situation happened yet? I think, um, well, uh, just because I do also struggle with the general dating world as I'm sure a lot of people Who do. Doesn't? <laughs> um, sometimes those are hard to get to, but, yeah. uh, yes, I do recall like, I don't know, pre-pandemic because time is kind of weird now. Um, I went on probably like four dates with a guy and it never, it never came up and, and we were, you know, fine progressing, like slowly, but getting to know each other. Uh, he actually just ultimately moved to a different state for a job and I never had to tell him. Yeah. So I don't really know what it looks like if, you know, I take it that far and then bring it up. Yeah. I mean, so from my experience, obviously I like, I think I, I don't want to compare my dating experiences to yours because they are very different for many reasons. But in my experience, cause I've had really like negative and, and bad and scary, like sexual experiences in the past. So for me, I have always been somebody who needs to like really get to know someone really feel comfortable with them. And so my strategy, I get like, granted, I didn't have this, this whole, like, at some point I have to tell them that I've never had sex before thing hanging over my head. But for me, I would always like, I wouldn't say anything. I, I like didn't have any rules for myself of like, Oh, like I have to wait till this number date to like go back to someone's apartment or to sleep with them. Like I, that wasn't my type of thing. Um, but if anything, I think like the first two or three times I'd either like have somebody over to my apartment or go back to their apartment. I would say like, as we're walking in, like for the record, we're not having sex. And they would just be like, okay. Or they would be like, no, like I wasn't thinking that at all. Like whatever they would say, like, like I would just put that out there, like point blank. This is what's, this is what's not happening. And they would just be like, okay. And then I felt comfortable then like walking into their building, going up the elevator or the stairs, whatever to their apartment, knowing that I could just relax and get to know them better and feel a little more comfortable because, and then literally every single time that I did that, like nobody ever actually tried because I said that like literally I think every time it'd be like as we're walking in there would be something in my head that triggered like okay I'm entering this person's apartment they're about to walk into mine this is when I say this and then they know and at that point everybody was respectful enough to not try and cross that line because I said that so I'm wondering if maybe that's something that next time you do like, or if you want to try and push yourself to get to that point with somebody or for anyone listening, like that is something that you can try because in my many experiences using that line, it has worked because I think they could tell that I was like being no bullshit, like very serious. This is what I'm okay with. And this is what I'm not. And I mean, even now, like when Jake and I will walk back to my apartment, I'll like joke with him and I'll say that. And <laughs> he'll be like, don't worry, I'll be respectful. And I'm like, okay, you can come in. Um, but I think that's something that maybe it's in a way it it's still this thing hanging over your head but you can still get to those places where you can get to know them better right and i mean 
that's probably something I would consider. I also just can't help but think, why is it that, like, I don't, like, I think it's fine, you know, if people do want to go back to the apartment and have sex, that's, like, totally fine. But why is it... Assumed. Assumed, yeah. yeah. That's what the problem is for me. It's like, why can't we go in and, yeah, I guess if you were to, if we were to progress and you were to, like, and he was to try, then I could say, like, no, like, I, I don't want to sex, like, and then that would be it. But it's just this assumption that if if we do this, if we go uh, to an go, apartment, yeah, yeah, that means, and that hinders, like, the ability to get to know people. Yeah, it does, especially now when people are definitely going to apartments way sooner than they were before just because it's, in a way, safer to do so, COVID-wise. Um, but I think I think the thing with apartments is, like, when there's an apartment and there's two people in it, it's just you two, you know, there's no more like distractions. You're not at a table waiting for your, your waiter, your server to come over to you, ask like, and, and kind of chauffeur you through the steps of having a meal together. You know, it's like we're on an apartment. Now there's something that could happen. Maybe they want it to happen. Maybe they don't, maybe they have no intention of it, but even if they have no intention of it, it's something that is going to be on your mind. And as frustrating as it is, I think that's why I came up with that solution for myself to be like, I am saying this before we get into this building, before we are in the, like within these four walls together so that I know that I can relax. And regardless of what their agenda was, like I put out on the table, like I put all my cards on the table. They know they're not having sex tonight and they can hopefully be okay with that. You know? Yeah. I think I always... I had this one experience in college where I went back to my dorm. And again, this is kind of similar situation in that there weren't many other places to go besides taking someone back, yeah. you know, once you leave like a fraternity or whatever, whatever party, where else are you going to go? So I took him back. We, we left, I think a fraternity party and, and he, he kind of, you know, was, was a little forceful and it kind of scared me. And I was like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not trying to have sex. And, and he got like genuinely angry and he was like, well, what am I doing here? And then he was like, will you at least blow me then? That's what oh he said. God. And I, I, I was like, like leave, like, yeah, it Good just, it, it, and it, and it scared me. And from then on, I was like, oh, okay, well, like I must have done the wrong thing. And insinuated to him that that was definitely going to happen and you know you sway between blaming yourself for possibly giving that impression to blaming I don't know society for having it be so that people assume that's like what they're entitled to just by being invited into your space yeah I mean I'm sorry that happened that's what I can say is I know what college you went to. I, I did visit that college once and I have a vague memory of um, somebody at a frat telling my friend and I that we like weren't hot enough to get into the frat. <laughs> so people at your the college that you went to are insignificant pieces of shit. I'm very sorry that that happened to you. They mean nothing. Um, and I really hope that person has not had a successful dating life because that is no way to treat somebody. Um, but no, I mean, it's it, it's hard and, and that's so disappointing to hear because I know that 
it's something that makes everything so much harder because now you have that fear that that's going to happen again and again and again. And it, you also, yeah, like you have nothing, like you shouldn't blame yourself. Even look, even if you were insinuating something or you were giving off the impression, like come back or I'll go back to your place after this party. Like, but the second you said no, he should have said, okay, that's nothing that has to do with you. Right. And I mean, I'm definitely someone who fully believes in affirmative consent and would absolutely, if anyone came to me and said that situation, I would be like, no, as soon as you say no, even if you say yes, then no, it doesn't matter. Like as soon as you say no to anything, that's it. You can be in the middle of having sex. And if you're like, please stop, that's it. That's, that's the end. And I believe that it's just so weird when you become so insecure about a specific thing, how you start feeling like those things maybe don't apply to you in the same way. Uh, has, uh, I forget what I was going to say, but like, have you ever, okay, so well, let, let's set kind of clear, let's set the record straight. I'm sure many people are wondering after hearing that scenario, like you haven't had sex. Have you done other things with people? Have you done other like sexual things with people? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, initially when I kind of took that, you know, virginity, I want to say oath it wasn't oath an oath pledge. it was just it was just a you put a, you put your own I've ring on your finger <laughs> um I I guess I was like in my mind I guess the bases are different for everyone so I don't want to <laughs> use that analogy but I was like I won't do anything beyond getting like felt up yeah no I, well, I remember it being in middle school because I was like you were young when that happened when you decided yeah. that so I remember being in middle school and hearing about like blowjobs and being eaten out. And I'm like, I would literally rather eat poop than have either of those things ever happen to me. I will never in my life do anything like that. Yeah. So I'm sure you went into it with that interpretation and view of it. Fully. And um, <laughs> what ended up happening, though, is just as a generally kind of anxious person and, and insecure, I I really felt like I didn't necessarily want people like touching me too much so um I have yeah I have like done more than just make out with people um but you know I, I've like given a hand job blow job but I I never really let anyone like finger me I never let anyone like go down on me I I just and I mean, that could be connected. It could not be, but I, th- I think it is slightly connected. I just feel like, um, if I don't know, maybe if, if I let them do that, that is a closer insinuation that that sex might happen or like, you know, whereas like if they're done after the blowjob, then like they won't try and have sex, but they'll feel like they're owed something maybe if mm-hmm. they do something with me. And it's hard because I feel like I've, made decisions that I wouldn't have made because I almost felt like I owed people something for not, I don't want to say like forcing me to have sex, but in a way in my mind, I felt like I did feel that way. I felt like the people who were respectful enough, almost like I I owed them something else. And that's obviously not the way that you want any decision to be made like everything should be done because you you choose to do it not because you feel like someone might is owed that nobody is owed anything no one right. has a right to anything but it's just a, a long time of 
different messages from different people making you feel like you're lucky that that person would even like spend time with you if you weren't having sex with them. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. And I can imagine the the hesitations to do certain things because of them expecting things in return. Um, I wonder, and this is a question that um, one of the listeners sent in is like, do you, how, in what ways do you judge yourself because of it? Yeah, so I mean, I think sometimes I'm like, am I even good enough? Am I even worth it? Am I even the kind of girl who has the right to to set this bar because you know I think a lot of times we see I don't know maybe it's like on the the bachelor or the bachelorette like these beautiful girls who announce themselves as virgins and I almost feel like well like I I'm I probably have to look like that or be like that or that desirable for a guy to be willing to even get to know me first some sometimes I think it it just comes to like self-esteem it makes me question like how will anyone ever want me if that's off the table right away? Like maybe that would be the only way for me to meet someone. And then I also judge myself in terms of like, why is it that I'm 27 and that hasn't happened yet? And what does that say about me? What does that mean about me? Should I have, you know, done it with the guy in college because he was nice enough to me and because I trusted him because maybe I like, who was I to assume that I would ever find someone where it would feel right. And definitely as you get older, you you start to feel uncomfortable and like you definitely, I, I judge myself almost because I feel like I have to do it first. Like if I'm talking even to friends, family, whoever, I feel like I have to, kind of beat them to the punch because I, I feel like they're thinking something about that beat them to the punch of what of of just like the judgment of like oh my god like you're still a virgin so it's oh so you have to make a comment about it before like oh yeah it's never gonna happen now in this pandemic like yeah before or, they can say like something about it like that yeah and just like or make fun of it yeah just anything that like because I I don't well, one, I, I don't want people to feel like uncomfortable about it. And I think a lot of people don't really know what to do with that because they're like, oh, well, okay, you're not on Christian Mingle. You're not like trying to do that. So then like, what exactly are you doing? And the honest answer is, I don't know. I was just following like my intuition at various points in my life. And it wasn't, you know, I don't have the answer sometimes. Do you think that your friends are judging you like this being like, well, like, why isn't she trying to lose it? Why isn't she putting in the work or doing everything she can do to lose it? Like, or do you think that's something that you are assuming and kind of projecting onto yourself? I mean, I definitely project it onto myself. I would say the people closest to me, I don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Particularly because they have been there along the way and they know that there were opportunities. It's not for lack of trying. Yeah, like there there were people where I could have or... And I have like gone on dates and it's, it's not like, you know, I think it's harder when, when new people come in and you have to explain it. I think I, I feel more judgment then. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely possible that they're not judging and they're, um, and I'm just projecting my fears onto them, but it's, it's kind of hard not to just because 
so much conversation in the dating world is centered around sex, whether it's like podcast, TV shows, whatever. And I'm not saying sex isn't an important part of a relationship. I, I think it is. And I think that, you know, whether it's people just want to have casual sex or people just want to have that connection before they get into anything, they're fully like entitled to that. And I think that's fine. I just feel like there is this kind of hole in it where it leaves people like me. If there are more people like me, cause it, it often feels like there aren't, um, like where, where do we fit in this? Like where, where is the advice to people like us and, and how are we supposed to navigate this already really complicated dating world? Yeah. Well, for the record, I, I, I love that you're here. I really appreciate you talking about this. I know that it's not easier. I can imagine that it's not easy, but I know there are people listening who feel really understood and seen right now. So thank you for being here. Um, I, yeah, I mean, you make so many good points and, and I can't help but feel like because of everything that's out there on social media and podcasts on TV shows, like there's literally no TV show about like modern life that doesn't have to do with sex. And so I can imagine that that makes you really like define yourself by it, like when it comes to dating and relationships. And that just like, that's just gotta be so hard. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I think, you know, I referenced The Bachelor before, but I think a lot of people are like, okay, we're like tired of the, this is the virgin character. But to some extent, I understand why some of those people feel like they have to put it out there right away because in mm. I think there was one season where a girl didn't and I think ultimately the reason that they didn't work out is because of those I, I, probably some other things but I think that was like her waiting so late to say it what wasn't really appreciated and I do think that sometimes it does feel like you have to like wear a shirt that says virgin um have you tried that <laughs> maybe you'll have someone else come up to you being like oh my god same but like I really want to meet someone who just gets it and is down just like get to know me <laughs> next week on seeing other people we're dropping virgin merch, virgin merch. <laughs> I, I think it's also just that and this I, I've talked to my friends about and I think this is probably a more common fear for a lot of people is okay well like what if I get to that point with someone and then like well I'm obviously not experienced and then what if I'm not good enough what if like he doesn't enjoy it because you know, it's, it's my first time. And I, I mean, look, he's going to enjoy it. He's having <laughs> sex. Like, I don't think that should be a concern. I get why it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, those are legitimate valid fears around it. Like what, what are more of those? I know I cut you off. Like what are your, more of your actual fears around like what happens when you do go to lose your virginity and have sex? Yeah. Well, one, I will say, you know, it's probably not the same for everyone, but I, it's something I'm scared of at this point. <laughs> um, when you've waited so long for something, you're like, I mean, maybe some of the basic ones that some high school girl has too, of just like, um, will it hurt? Will I enjoy it? Will I know what to do? Um, but also I guess some, some other ones of, of just like, what if, we don't feel compatible. What if that, you know, I get to that point with someone like finally, and that, that changes things or it doesn't feel right. Or what if I, you know, he's willing to wait that long, but then when it comes to like actually having sex, like maybe he's not as patient or doesn't move in like as slowly as I ask him to, or isn't as respectful. 
you know, because I think there's probably a lot you can learn from how how someone treats you in in that moment. And yeah, th- those are fears. I'm 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 like I I obviously, and I also don't want it to be. I think there's that the one thing of like the fetishized like virgin. I think a lot of guys want. Right, they, they like want to take someone's virginity. Yeah, I don't understand. But they that. also don't want you to like wait to have sex with them. They'll be like, they want they basically want you to want to just have sex with them. And it's like right. if I've waited this long, obviously you just existing is not <laughs> you're gonna, not, and you're not the type of person. Literally, you're the opposite of the person that it's going to happen with. Um, yeah, and I mean, hearing you talk about it is taking me back to like before the first time I had sex, and I know like it when when this isn't you like when if you aren't if you're listening right now and like you are in a virgin or even before that you listen to this episode it might be like oh like it'll be really interesting to hear from somebody who like i have nothing in common with because i've had a lot of sex but it's like i'm thinking about when before i ever had sex and i have been dating somebody for over a year i loved them i was so comfortable with them but even before i did like i literally cried like I, I told him, I was like, yeah, we're probably never going to have sex. <laughs> like, I'm too afraid. It's like unknown. I don't, we're not going there. And after like a year and change of dating, I like, I think I went to his house one day and I was like, okay, I feel ready. Like we can do it. And he was like very surprised. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yep, I'm sure. And he pulled out the condom and I started hysterically crying and like broke down, curled up into fetal position, stared at the wall. He instantly like was like, Oh my God, like we don't have to do this. I'm like, and I wouldn't speak. And I literally like froze and shut down for like an hour. And that was me in high school. And so I can imagine that you still have all of those normal fears that somebody has around having sex for the first time. And I think that's like the kind of thing that we haven't discussed that people aren't really thinking about like I think when people hear that somebody's like in their late 20s and a virgin they think their fears are just like that they're in their late 20s and they're a virgin but there are so many fears that we all had I mean maybe not guys like maybe guys were just like yeah let's go let's do this but I think there are so many things that we all were so afraid of and you still have all of those with you yeah and I mean obviously you I I kind of just the way I am, I can't help but like make them bigger over time. And I know, you know, like people I'm close with will be like, you're seriously going to be fine. It's not, it's, it's, it will be fine. Like, you know, pretty much everyone does it and they're fine. So like, you'll be fine. For the record after that, he thought it was never going to happen again. And then like a week later I go, okay, I'm actually ready now. And then we (laughs) did. And I was just like, oh, okay. And like, that's what I, I've even gone as far as to like convince myself that, I have like, what if I have like a, a condition or um, something like, I don't even know how to say it, I guess, vaginismus where. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. You, and you look, you probably do because you've like convinced yourself that it's such like uh, a thing that either like is, is scary, is so unattainable at this point. Like you probably do that. Like you have this mental block. And I know a little bit about this because I did an episode on vaginismus and it was really interesting to learn about like how much your brain is actually in control of your vagina. Yeah, that is crazy. And I, I, I think, and then I'm like, well, I've, I've been to the gynecologist and they've never like 
I don't well, know. Well, they all oh, if they can if you can get your pap smear, that's a really good sign. Then, yeah, I mean it's maybe not fun, but no, but been there. I got but mine next week. I definitely think like, well, I obviously will be anxious and I will be stressed. Like I know that it's not gonna be this. And I don't need it. It's not that I've romanticized the first time in terms of being like candles and roses. Yeah, rose and just and, and feeling like oh perfect. No, I, I feel like it's gonna not be that great, which is fine. I just it's really more about how I feel about how the person like treats me and how we connect to each other. And if I feel like I'm able to kind of work through some of those barriers with them and that they're willing to work through them with me. And obviously, like, don't get me wrong, I want to have good sex at some point too. So like, it's not like I I obviously would want to get there with someone. I just feel like, yeah, maybe I do need a little bit more of that emotional connection and maybe a little more trust than I would have needed if I were 16. Um, And I I know that's not necessarily something that everyone is okay with. And and that's hard because, you know, you feel like your pool already narrows so much for so many other reasons. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone out there has, you know, different different reasons that their, their dating pool has narrowed down. And then it's like, okay, and then once I even get to go on a date, there's this major bomb that I'm going to eventually have to drop on them that can ruin everything. Does it have to be this major bomb though? I think, I think it shouldn't. Um, and I don't want it to be. And I really hope that there are people out there who don't feel like it is. I think for me, I will always feel like it, it is to an extent. Um, but I don't want, I don't necessarily want people listening to feel like it has to be that because I think that a lot of it is like the way you communicate with yourself about it. And I just haven't necessarily communicated with myself in like the best light about it. And I've, I've been, I've questioned myself so many times and I've always made it maybe more about me and like it's attached to my character and who I am as a person when it's not, I mean, who I am and what I'm like has absolutely nothing to do with that. And no, it shouldn't be this big bomb. And, and, you know, maybe like through one positive experience, even if it doesn't lead to me ending up with a person, but just like somebody reacting in like a kind enough way. And maybe we see each other for a little and it fizzles out. Maybe that, that would change it. Like, I don't know. I think positive experiences around something can change how you perceive it. I think for now it does feel that way, especially as, as you get older, you feel like, well, maybe I should just take whoever I can get at this point. Um, otherwise what, like, it does feel like the older you get, the less likely you are to find someone who would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to ask a 17 year old to wait. It's another thing to ask a 21 year old to wait. Even by 24, 25, it, it seemed crazy. But now at, at 27, and then I don't know, 30, I think the older you get, the more like shocking it is, and the more it does seem like a bomb. I feel like, in a way, yes, it might be shocking, but the older you get, and, and again, like I'm not a guy. I don't have a guy's brain, clearly. But I feel like in a way, the older that guys get, maybe the less like sex obsessed they are and where they're like, wow, like I could actually get to know this girl for who she is and like fall for her for 
who she really is. And then, I mean, in, in a way it's like the bachelor, like they can't have sex until like five and a half weeks, but <laughs> until like they've gotten through all of these stages of getting to know each other and, and becoming that comfortable with each other and learning all these things about each other. So, I mean, and, and obviously like that isn't the experiences that you've had. Maybe it can be. Um, but I, I do imagine there are people out there who would be, like would have gained that maturity that they didn't have when they were 24 or 21 and just like wanted to fuck every girl that they could, you know? Um, but speaking of like positive experiences, like what would a positive experience look like for all of the guy listeners right now who are hearing this, if they end up on a first date, a second date, third date, whatever it is with a girl who tells them or a guy who tells them that they have never had sex before, what would your ideal reaction be to that? I think I I don't necessarily have like one specific one. I think it's all about just like the way you approach it in terms of, you know, like it's okay. I think in my opinion, for me, it would be okay if someone had some questions and was like, can I just like, just to understand, like you said before, like more like the boundaries or or what exactly that is for you. Because look, I mean, it's okay. Obviously there are going to be people who, if they hear like it's until marriage, like that maybe isn't something that they'd be okay with and they're entitled to that. So if they want to know why and like what exactly like the parameters are around it, of course, I, again, don't have, I don't have a timeline for someone. So that's a little hard, but I think those are all valid questions. And then I think it's more just being met with like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. Like we can just like continue to get to know each other and see where this goes the same way. I think most people when you are having sex, like even right. if you are having sex, you are. You don't go on a date like, like when I was dating and on dating apps, I wouldn't go on a date being like, ooh, like okay, only two more dates till I have sex with this person. And again, like maybe that's just me, but I can imagine that most people are dating with the intention of getting to know somebody and to find somebody that they can eventually form a relationship with. So, yeah, I mean, I think that maybe as long as you can just act like a an understanding, like curious curiosity is great. Cause then you, you can, they can understand more. Um, but in, I mean, in your case, you're not saying like, it's never going to happen. You're just saying like, this is why it hasn't happened. This is what I feel comfortable with and not comfortable with. And I'm here on this date to get to know you and see if you are somebody that I could see a future with. Yeah. I do think it really is like probably the same thing that people are looking for who do have sex on whatever date. Right. It's just, we're just like removing that portion until that connection is a little bit more concrete at least. And, um, I think that's maybe just, that's really all I would ask is I think just approaching it with empathy and kindness. Um, people are entitled to their feelings about it, but I think you can always manage to be respectful about how you approach something with someone. And that's really all I would ask. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, girls, whoever you are, if you, if somebody tells you this, now you know how to not respond and how to respond. Um, Have you talked to anyone else who's like 27 and a virgin? Or have you had those friendships, those conversations with other people who are in the same boat? I think really the last time that I had conversations with people who were still like thinking about it and virgins was when I went to college and maybe like the second year. But a lot of those people I know were like looking 
to lose their virginity right. as soon as possible. And I mean, I, I had a boyfriend in high school, so it wasn't that I, I couldn't have before college. Um, I think it's, it's probably been a while, especially like when I like see in, in pop culture or whatever, I feel like it's, it's generally associated with, um, waiting for marriage is right. what I, what I see more of. I would say the only, and this isn't a personal interaction would be Ashley. I from the bachelor franchise also was waiting not for religious purposes. Um, I don't even know her parameters specifically, but that's really the, the last time I remember being like feeling some level of similarity to someone around it. And yeah, that's definitely hard. I think anytime something about you feels like different and like the people you're surrounded with don't have that experience and don't understand, it, it definitely is difficult. And I think yeah, in the last few years, at least it's been, it's been a while since I've talked to someone with like a similar perspective on it. Yeah. Well, maybe we can start a club from the people who said that same when I posted on the Instagram story. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, I, I do want you to know like you are not alone and there are other people out there who are just as normal, just as smart, just as like amazing as you. And that goes for the people who are listening to this, who feel like understood for the first time. If you, if they also haven't talked to anybody, like you're not alone and, and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, and I think you're in a really unique situation where you get to see different sides of people before other people would. Um, and you get to see people's reactions to things and learn like what's really in their heart and what their real intentions are. Um, and I think that's something that is, really special. And while it hasn't gone in a positive way before, I, I don't think that a positive outcome is impossible. Um, and so I, I really hope that for you and for everyone else going through this, um, not going through this, but like in the situation, <laughs> um, but really thank you so much for being here. Um, is there anything else that you've ha left unsaid? I don't want you to feel like, Oh, I wish I said that thing. Um, no, I mean, I think I would just say if, you know, if, if this is you, if, whether you're younger or older, like I think just kind of remaining in the mindset of, you know, you at one point or another made the decision not to have sex for whatever reason. Um, and you just kind of have to trust that there was a, there was a reason that, that you didn't at whatever point. And as hard as it is sometimes, like it's, it's kind of with, with anything else. Like if, if it were right, you, you would have made the decision to do it. And I also would be open to, if anyone has a perfect formula for how to, how to tell a guy that you are dating, go on a date with that you're not going to have sex with him in, immediately or whatever. Um, I'm very, very open to hearing that, but, um, no, thank you for having me and, and letting me, talk about it because I, I think it's definitely something that is is hard to talk about and is uncomfortable for the people who are which is probably why I haven't connected with many yeah I'm sure well you did an incredibly beautiful job doing it so thank you so much for being here 
to everyone who listened thank you so much for making it to the end if you have a friend who would benefit from hearing this episode please send it their way do not hold back i'm sure they will be very appreciative if they do listen and if not at least you did you tried um thank you for listening this has been unfiltered mads i am obsessed with our brand pillars you mean vagina sweat good branding and being jewish bloated queens scout uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!